2018 FIRA Robo World Cup is to be held from Monday, August 6th, to Saturday the 11th at Fengjia University in Taizong. It's hosted by the Central Taiwan Science Park Bureau, Ministry of Science and Technology. And I sat down with Jackie Baltes, a NTNU professor and the president of FIRA, to learn more about it. Let's start with Professor Baltes introducing himself. I was born in Germany, in Munich, and uh, first 24 years of my life, I was very much involved in sports. I was a member of the German speed skating team, a national champion three times, and participated in the 1984 and 88 uh, Winter Olympics. That's how I ended up in Calgary in 1988. Then I did my PhD there, got a job as an assistant professor afterwards at the University of Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, from 1996 to 2002, I was there in New Zealand. And then 2002, I moved back to Canada, University of Manitoba in Winnipeg. And uh, 2016, I became a full professor at the National Taiwan Normal University here in Taipei. Uh, so this is kind of a marriage of, I guess, two passions for you, sports and robotics, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. I've always been very interested in robotics and uh, sports, of course. So me and my students have participated at robot competitions since 1998. In 2016, I also became the president of the FIRA organization, which is the Federation of International Robot Sports Association. And the goal of the FIRA organization, there's several but uh, one of them is to use robot athletes as benchmark problems and state-of-the-art challenge problems for artificial intelligence and intelligent robotics research. You might not think it, but programming a robot to be able to play sports is one of the harder things you can do in terms of AI and robotics. The reason why we chose sports is because it's a very challenging problem for the robots. Uh, For artificial intelligence, there is a paradox because... The things that we expect require a lot of intelligence, like uh, solving Sudoku puzzles or playing Go very well or chess or medical diagnosis or case law, those are actually comparatively simple to do on a computer compared to the tasks that we take for granted, like being able to detect faces and uh, recognize your mother or father is a task that any little child can do, but most uh, no AI system exists that could do it anywhere near the accuracy of even children. And also being able to see, recognize a cup, being able to pick up a cup is something that is very, very hard for a robot to do, much harder than playing chess. And They've also had studies showing that a soccer player uses uh, more parts of the brain than a chess player would. uh. But it's this paradox. You think, oh, soccer should require no brain power as long as you can run fast. But actually, a lot of athletics uh, require the sort of fundamental building blocks of the brain to be very active all the time. And thus, robo-sport competitions respond. These competitions spur innovation, allow for some complex programming, and much more. More and more people realize that uh, robot competitions provide an invaluable resource for benchmarking research in AI and intelligent robotics because uh, in the 
early days, you could just write a paper about whatever your algorithm was and you can make any claim uh, you want. Nowadays, people expect to at least see a YouTube video, but um, the problem with the video is I can ask my student to film it a hundred times and it works once, then that's the video they will post on YouTube. With the robot competition, there's a very tight time limit. Uh, when the referee blows the whistle, your robot must work. And then you have five chances, and then you know exactly how often, out of five, how often your robot will be successful. So I think it provides very meaningful results for guiding the future directions of AI and intelligent robotic research. Can you give me a little background on the FIRA and uh, where it fits in the context of robotics competitions? Uh, so FIRA was started in 1996. Um, by Professor Kim Jong-won from KAIST in Korea. It's an international organization, and uh, it was the first uh, robot soccer competition in the world, and it's one of the two main um, intelligent robot competitions in the world right now as far as participants and global reach is concerned. Um, one is RoboCup and the other one is the FIRA competition. And we're very happy to have FIRA this year in Taiwan, in Taichung. And uh, who usually competes in these? Is it like, you know, undergraduates, graduate students, and uh, how much stock or bragging rights do you get for winning or, like, in the gold medal? Uh, for winning the gold medal, the bragging rights is the only thing you win, so there's no monetary reward or anything like that. Uh, I like to keep it that way as president. There's quite a good reputation for these competitions in academic circles, and even funding agencies now, the DARPA, one of the, the U.S. Uh, Department of Defense research brands, um, they used to fund individual professors, individual projects uh, in the U.S. Now they've moved to a competition-based model where they basically set a challenge problem very similar to what we do with uh, FIRA. The FIRA robotics competition isn't just football. There's football, but also basketball, weightlifting, sprinting, a marathon, a Spartan race, a long jump, and so on. Every single robot needs to compete in all of the events, a decathlon of sorts. The reason for that is because I strongly believe that the humanoid shape doesn't make sense if you're dealing with a single task. Right. If you apply proper engineering principles from requirements uh, to a technical solution and you're looking at the problem of delivering mail in an office building, you build something with wheels and a later scanner and you'd never think of a humanoid design because it would be too expensive and not robust enough. And the same thing is true also in the animal kingdom. Humans aren't really the best in anything. Uh, we are not the fastest runner by far against a cheetah, and we cannot outclimb a monkey, and we can't outswim a dolphin. But humans are special in the sense that we're in the top five in everything you can sort of think of. So uh, we're not the best climbers, but we're a whole lot better than dolphins. That's why we have a single robot that has to compete in all those uh, events. The competition is for robots, but there's a focus on developing the human participants all the way down to the youth level. So you're saying it's not just real-world implications in terms of the technologies that you are developing and like the ideas and, the, and the, I guess the, uh, the methods that you are uh, developing your robotics, but also just the training of the people. And, sure, yeah, and, that's uh, another yeah. important uh, 
point that we have. We also have, because of that, we also have the FIRA Youth Competition, uh, which is uh, students under 14 years in one age category, under 19 in another age category. And they are working on, on simpler problems, but we're also trying to uh, get them excited and interested in robotics, intelligent robotics. We also try and show them by having the event together with the undergraduate and graduate students, we're trying to show them what their future may hold, broaden their horizon about the things that, the kind of systems that they want to develop uh, when they grow older and enter university or uh, whatever other job they, they want to do. So what can people expect if they want to go to this uh, event August 6th to the 11th? Uh, they will see some very exciting robot competitions, uh, some human drama. There's always <laughs> some students <laughs> that are about ready to smash the robot into a little metal cube when it's uh, not working. Tamkang University here in Taiwan won the last FIRA Rebel World Cup competition. Let's see if a Taiwanese university can come out number one again, with the competition being here at Fengjia University in Taizong. And that's it for this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. (laughs) 